Welcome back to Pass the Torch, everyone. I'm your host, Danny Healy. We have a very special episode as I welcome on my good friend and Torch Pro co-founder, Joe Pavelski. Pavs is a 17-year NHL veteran and a four-time All-Star. He spent many years as the captain of the San Jose Sharks and currently plays for the Dallas Stars. But Pavs is a man of many talents and notably one of the best golfers in professional sports. We sat down for this interview in person in Lake Tahoe at the ACC Celebrity Golf Tournament where he came in second place after losing to Tony Romo in an epic playoff hole. We chat about golf, but most importantly about his journey to the NHL, his upcoming season with the Dallas Stars, and the progress of Torch Pro over the years. The brand was originally known as Company 39, focused on helping hockey athletes build their personal brands, but we have now rebranded the company to Torch Pro, working with athletes across all major sports to tell their stories and share their experiences beyond the field through content. Whether that's docu-series, podcasts, newsletters, we have it all. And for you Sharks and Stars fans, or even just hockey fans, make sure you head to our Torch Pro YouTube channel and check out our Pass of the Pros docu-series with Joe. It's an all-access, six-part series on his road to the NHL. Pass is also a diehard blitzer. What's the blitz, you ask? Well, it's our daily sports newsletter that makes you a smarter sports fan. It's everything you need to know about the world of sports delivered right to your email inbox in a five-minute or less read. Head to the link in the bio of this podcast or go to torchpro.com to subscribe today for free. Join Pavs and become a smarter sports fan through the Morning Blitz. Today's episode is brought to you by War Road. War Road is an athletic apparel company founded by American hockey superstar TJ Oshie. Oshie's hometown in Minnesota is called War Road, and the Stanley Cup champion has turned the brand into one of hockey's most popular apparel options for players and fans. Join the movement and head to the link in the bio of this podcast or Roro.com to grab your gear today. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. That's Roro.com and start dressing like the stars. TJ and his team have worked with textile scientists for two years to develop Warroad's skate cut resistant on ice base layer called Tilo. Playing every day in the NHL, TJ has seen far too many guys go down with injury due to severe cuts that could have been avoided. Tilo now helps protect players across the league and TJ wears it every time he takes the ice. So again, Go to warroad.com and grab the best gear in the game today. Now, before we get into my conversation with Joe Pavs, make sure you hit that like button wherever you're listening, subscribe to the podcast to never miss an episode, and head to our Torch Pro YouTube channel to watch this full in-person interview. Let's take Pass the Torch to number one in the charts. Now, here's Joe Pavelski. Let's go. Joe, how are we doing, man? Thanks for joining the podcast. We're doing good. We're doing good. It's always awesome here in Tahoe. Yeah, it's the best. It's my first time out here. It's a great vibe. Loving the town. Um, so yeah, we are in the Hard Rock Hotel, ACC Celebrity Golf Tournament. And we're going to chat today about hockey, your journey with Torch Pro, and a little golf as well. But I want to throw it back to the very beginning. So you have a great underdog story, right? Getting to the NHL. Um, and so you grew up in Plover, Wisconsin, small town, but obviously a big hockey state, hockey town. Was the NHL and reaching the NHL always your goal? I think it was always a dream. You know, I think it's every kid's goal. You just don't know it's such a long ways away that you really don't, not that you can't focus on it, but there's so many steps. And as a kid, you're, you know, you, you watch your, your idols, the, the players you love and, you know, you try to emulate them and, and do all those things and just go out in the driveway and play, you know, play a lot of ball hockey. With being in Wisconsin, you know, it snows, it's cold. The older brother would always build a rink in the backyard. So you're out there for hours and just having fun, really. Yeah. So you mentioned your idols. Who were some of your idols growing up? I loved Brett Hall. Yeah. He was one of the guys I loved to watch. He could score goals. Um, liked how he shot the puck. And I probably didn't even realize that, you know, one of the strengths in my game is just 
how I can see the game and think the game and not being the biggest, fastest, the strongest. I don't think I ever understood how important that is in that game. And it's a, probably a key element, to, uh, you know, being successful at a high level. But with Hall, you, you know, watching him now and knowing some of the things I know now is just like how he could get lost on the ice, how he could arrive on time into holes. And, and then his release obviously was elite. Yeah, and some of your, your the best part of your game is tipping in front of the net, right? So where did that come from? Yeah, that just kind of developed as we went. You know, always had pretty good hand eye. Love the little backyard games, baseball, golf. You know, anything kind of with a stick and a ball was was fair game for me. And I think just playing, you know, driveway hockey, just just having fun with it. it the, the hand eye slowly developed over time, and and then the tipping. That was something that just kind of happened. I always thought I, you know, could bat a puck out of the air and and get a puck on it. But the level that I got to, I wouldn't have ever thought and never even really thought to try to get to that level. Yeah. And I guess the backstory with it is, it's kind of a long story, but I I got hurt, I think in 2010, it was Olympic year. First go around of your names being thrown around, you know, that, you know, you're on their radar and... You know, so you go in to every game that summer training. It's kind of just in the back of your mind to, you know, not waste a second out there. And I think it was the second game of the year. I blocked a Getzloff slap shot right on the foot and broke my my foot. You know, so I was out. And it was after a couple of weeks of, you know, just working out in the gym. I was getting bored. Um, I had a good story from Jay Woodcroft. He came over that year, the year before from Detroit, and he was with Lindstrom and. If you think of Nick Lindstrom, you think, you know, obviously all his playmaking, but you try chipping a puck in by him and he bats it out of the air. And and he shared a story with me how he, when he was young, he would bounce a ball on on a door in his mom's kitchen. And, uh, you know, so fast forward two weeks of being bored, we set up, you know, I propped the foot up and uh, I was with Potenza and our strength coach in San Jose and we just throw some balls on the ground. I started kind of just bouncing it. And next thing, you know, it was just a way for me to kind of stay engaged with the hands and get out of the the bench press and everything. Um, you know, I get back from my injury and for, I'm back checking a pass comes through the middle and I just bat it down. And I was just kind of like, well, you know, get it around the net and tip one. My stick's getting on everything. And it was because I kind of stayed with that that summer, that year as part of my warm up, stuff like that. And was able to get to a high level. And then, you know, building off that, Bernsey came a few years later. Yep. And, you know, we would go out and shoot pucks in the morning and then he would shoot them from the point and I'd go and tip them. And we kind of just developed that chemistry. And, you know, as a, you have a little success on the ice in a game, it was, you know, we start talking about certain things in practice and spots we can get to. And I'm out there and he's he's looking for me every chance, you know, so I'm getting more opportunities. And, and he's elite at how he can deliver a puck, you know, to an open guy, to a stick. You know, I can be protected guy on me and... He knows I can get my second area and he's putting it there. He, he was elite and it kind of just built from there and working with guys. And uh, it's very frustrating when that puck comes and you miss it yeah. because you know it's an opportunity to score a goal, you know, makes a save, maybe get an assist, uh, just keeping plays alive. Yeah, it's all about mastering the details, right? It's the small things that matter. Yeah, yeah. And it's something, you know, it's fun for me. I, I, I like that stuff and you, you find ways to have success in other areas. And that was an area I was able to build in. Yeah. So it's been cool to see over the years, some of those, those cool tips, but how is your role in the locker room? I think you just finished up your 17th year, right? In the NHL. Yeah. 16. 16. So yeah. coming up on 17, how has your kind of role in the locker room changed over the years? Um, you know, 
as a young guy coming into the league, you, you don't realize how lucky you are if, when you come into a strong locker room. You know, I step into the locker room in San Jose and you got Thornton, Marlowe. You know, first few years, there were all kinds of guys, Robbie Blake, and, and then all the supporting cast of Ryan Close and, you know, Mike Greer, Curtis Brown, some of these old guys. My, my first 11 games with, in the American League with Matthew Darsh and Scott Ferguson, you're around these old guys and, and they, you're trying to learn everything you can from them. And um, looking back, just how good they were to me and how they took care of me. And so you're trying to help out. And as you, you know, have success and you become a piece you you understand you just want guys to help and work hard and, and put the work in put an honest effort in and so i i kind of caught on that fairly early and you know that, that was a big thing just be a good teammate help out put the time in work and from there you know as you get older and you, and you feel the confidence and, and you have to make a step you know that's kind of when the leadership i think comes in and you know you want to hold your game at a high level and it allows everything else to um, you know, fall into place, I guess. So it, it was, you know, one way for me to do that was to put the work in and be prepared coming into training camp, be prepared for games and, and go from there. Are there any, so now as a leader in the stars locker room, are there any young guys that you see in your locker room or even around the league that you're excited about? I mean, yeah, obviously Jason Robertson, you know, he had a great year. He, he's been good. He's, He's a gamer. I, I think he, you know, he shows up, he wants the puck, he wants to make plays. Rupe Hintz, you know, my couple line mates that I see right there. And, and then you got like Miro, you know, quiet, but he, there's no questions. He's going to compete when he's out there and he's got a tremendous skill set and he wants the puck. He wants it in big situations. So that's great to see, you know, and it was simple as I was maybe two years ago now already, I was with Rupe and I, I wasn't very good for a couple weeks, month. I was getting a little frustrated and it's, you know, we're down by a goal and we're on a two on one and he, you know, slides one over and I, I missed the shot and I come back to the bench and, you know, frustrated. And he's like, yeah, like, let's, let's work for the next opportunity. And then that's what, you know, I'd say to him earlier in the year during the season, it was just like a little reminder. And I was like, yeah, you know, the game's full of mistakes. He, I always kind of say you need probably three, four good opportunities to, to have a goal or two that night um so you just kind of flush it and, and work for your next opportunity and it goes a long way at the end of the night when you're you can do that in the first period the second period and the third period and, it, and you might not get something to the end and and sometimes it'll be a big goal and sometimes it'll get you back in the game and but just that focus that mentality and i was like you know that's great you know these kids in dallas i think they got some great heads on them you know they want the puck they want to compete and you know it's been a great place to play yeah, it's cool to see some of those leadership qualities passed down to a guy like Rupa and, and passing it on to you during yeah, a game. Yeah, like for that. sure. You know, you, you expect a lot out of them, especially where the game's at. There's a lot of young kids and, you know, skilled players. And it's it's good if they can, you know, grasp that at an early stage. Yeah. And so kind of wrapping up your hockey career, because I want to dive into some Torch Pro things, but what moment you've had a lot of good individual accolades, been on some great teams, but what moment in your hockey career are you most proud about? Most proud about what moment? Um, you know, it's just showing up every every night, trying the consistency for me is a big part. And, you know, I feel like I have to be on my game every night to, you know, just be satisfied. So the consistency part. But, you know, it's always been fun to represent your country. You know, in the Olympics, Sochi and Vancouver were two awesome things. The World Cup, awesome experiences. But, you know, the cup finals, they're, they're so much fun to play in. Uh, the whole the playoffs I, I think you know i've been on some good teams and been in playoffs more years than not 
those journeys are, are pretty special. Is there one? I don't think there's one that you can pinpoint because there's a lot of right. help and a lot of people in your corner along the way that give you these opportunities. Yep. No, I don't think that makes sense. Kind of your whole career tied yeah. together. I mean, overtime goals, there's, there's nothing like an overtime yeah. goal in the playoffs. It's, uh, you know, those are pretty special as well. Right. And so now diving into Torch Pro, right? So a few years back, maybe four or five years now, Company 39 was founded. You and, and your partner and good friend, Matt Fornataro, kind of kicked off the company. And you had this kind of dream to set out to inspire the next generation. So was that really the passion? And was that the foundation and inspiration for starting yeah, Company 39? That was the foundation. You know, Matt came to me with the idea and... Um, I like the idea because I was always trying to figure out how to shoot a puck like Brett Hall, you know, how to get a little faster and goes back to, you don't get to where you are by yourself. You know, you're going to, there's going to be a lot of moments where you're putting the work in by yourself and doing this, but you, you need your teammates, you need your coaches. I've always feel like I've been super fortunate with the coaches I've had and each one is, you know, kind of instilled something different or I've been able to learn something from them or, you know, so those are big things. And it was just about how do you share that and how do you get a little bit of information? How do you connect, you know, fans, kids with some of their favorite athletes and how do you learn from each other right. in those experiences? And, and you've seen it over the years from a lot of different outlets. And that's why I think sports in general is just, they're, they're so skilled right now, whether it's the golfers, football players, you know, the athletes in general are, you know, there's some elite level performance out there. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of simultaneously, while you're giving this access to your career and everything you do beyond the ice to these kids, you're also simultaneously building your own personal brand, right? So it's been cool to see your transformation over the years and kind of starting out with no Instagram and kind of working that up to now having an Instagram and a presence with great content. So was there a goal when, with you and Matt when you first started with your own personal brand? I don't know if there's really a goal. It was, you know, it's kind of step out of the box. You know, I've always been very humbled and you don't want to put yourself out there too far. You know, that that's a f internal feeling you have just because you, you understand it can be taken away in a hurry and you don't want to jeopardize anything, but you also want to share with people, you know, some of your experiences, how you can get better. You want to learn from each other. I think that's probably the goal and then just have a good time with it. You know, nothing's too serious. You know, something I learned along the way is you can't please everybody. Yep. You know, you, you, there's so you just got to let things roll off, you know, and share what you can have fun with it and don't take yourself too serious. Yeah, I think you've done a great job of like being authentic throughout the process and not trying to be someone else that you're not. So I think that's super important when going about the, the personal brand build process. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, it, it's things don't work out when you try it too hard, probably. And um, it's like that. And everyday life it's like that in sports it, it's it's an important piece definitely yeah and so now over the years so that was four or five years ago about two years ago now we kind of merged morning blitz which was my yeah. sports newsletter yeah, with company awesome. 39 rebranded the company to torch pro and now building this holistic media company with a watch bucket that has video features docuseries like what you did with path of the pros which we'll get into we have podcasts like speaker mind hosted by riley shea and tyler smith and then the morning blitz newsletter as well with some other content in there as well but yeah it's been an awesome transition i guess for you was that an exciting shift kind of the rebrand and bring the morning blitz underneath the pro under yeah the company? it has been in like i mean the team at torch pro and all the branches there um 
they've done a tremendous job. It's they've brought a lot of excitement, a lot of energy. And I think, you know, every year we've just kind of layered it and it's been building and um, you're, you're feeling the momentum with it. You're feeling the access, you're seeing it and it's growing. And that's all you can ask for is to keep growing. It's when I look back at my kind of career and, and trying to get better, you know, there's months where you're like, you're not seeing a lot of gains. And then all of a sudden it just kind of clicks one day and you're at another level. And, but it's how do you, you know, stay focused, stay consistent and have that belief that you're going to get there. And it's probably, it's been no different with Torch Pro and adding it and you've experienced it and you're just trying to keep building it and growing and, and having fun along the way. Yeah. It's been an awesome journey for me. And one of the things I'm most proud about and kind of the process of it all is like, we, we kind of expanded from from Joe Pavelski to a few other guys in the NHL to now working across different sports like the NBA with George Niang and the NFL, lacrosse, UFC. So it's been really cool to see that shift of like growing to just beyond hockey. Man, it's been a, it's been awesome. And I think I remember that car ride, you know, when Maddie and I jumped in the car from Wisconsin, drove out to San Jose and we, and we talked a lot about that stuff and we didn't know how to put it all together in buckets and, and figure it all out. But those were always the talks like, you know, why, why wouldn't this work with golf? Why wouldn't, and, and you see it in other areas, other media outlets, they're doing it and they do a tremendous job with it, but it's fun to experience because everybody, you know, at the end of the day, there's game doesn't change a whole lot. You know, it's certain days you have a great mindset and, and the body's working and, and you can piece it all together. And it's, it's how do you get to that level and stay there? And, you know, we, I remember, you know, how, how do we get into other sports too? And there's definitely an area for it. And, it's it's better when I think you can blend them all together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been awesome to see like our docu series with George Niang, the Niang time. That was a super cool execution, really fun. He's one of the most yeah. undiscovered, best personalities in sports. I like to say, and and that project was awesome. But so your own docu series, Path to the Pros, right? So how was that experience for you? Was it was it tough? A little uncomfortable? Was yeah, it easier than you thought. A little bit of everything. Yeah. And, and you look back and you're like, oh, I you know would like to share this in it or that. And there, there's so much stuff that you try to jam in there and and share and kind of get it out there where you, the experiences that you've felt and and they're personal and it's funny how you start talking about things and and old stories come out and and things that you forget but your old coach or mom or dad you know they remember and and the impact it had on them or what they said to you kind of really hit home and it, it was there were some pretty cool moments there in it yeah, it's really inspiring docu-series. I think everyone should check it out, but it really highlights your journey from small town Wisconsin to NHL superstardom. And it's, it's great. So, um, yeah, I want to congratulate you on a great career and like diving into this process, building a company, not easy while you're still playing. So it's been cool to see from my point of view. Yeah, no, it's, it's been great. Go right back to it. Having great people around you and, and getting to work. Yeah. We're going to keep growing, partner with some cool athletes in different sports, but I want to dive into some golf. So why, yeah. why, why you're in Lake Tahoe right now is for this golf tournament. You, you're pretty good. It's a big yeah. part of your life. But so when did kind of the golf itch start for you? Man, it was, you know, mom and dad, they just, they're not golfers. Um, they just kind of, I think I was nine or 10. They asked if you want to do the Friday lessons at the public course. And so we did that and play your three hole tournament at the end, you know, and that turned into a, a summer membership and getting dropped off the course, you know, kind of early and playing and mom pick you up at one and just kind of going there. And I actually love baseball as well, you know, for summer sports, baseball and golf. And in ninth grade, freshman year, you kind of picked whether I was going to play golf or baseball. And I, I went the golf route and I, I loved it. it. It was great. And our summers, they, they line up great playing hockey where you get enough time to 
get out and work on the game and, and get a bunch of rounds in with the buddies. And it's just an awesome area to compete and kind of stay competitive. And it's totally different. You know, you're obviously there's more team members in golf, but it's kind of you and you and the ball in the course and trying to figure it out that day and where the swing's at. And for me, it's, it's something I enjoy and it's a, uh, it's a game of struggle. Definitely at times. Yeah. I've just started playing and I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm all right. I'm in the mid low nineties, high eighties right now, but I'm working <laughs> on it. But when did that kind of transition flip for you when you were not so good to being really damn good and having a chance to like win tournaments like this? Um, you know, in high school, I was, you know, as you're on the golf team, you're like, and you're playing in the tournaments, you know, you're getting out of school, and at the end and in your playing tournaments you're competing you you, you want to be good it's just the competitive spirit i think i have and, and you want to be good and you want to put a little time in and you always you can hit shots in certain times and you know you can hit it it's just whether you can pull it off and when, when i i don't i don't know there, there's times where i, I still suck and <laughs> there's times where i think i'm pretty good and you know so i don't know if there's there's one time or there you just always the end of the season happens and you're trying to get your game as, as good as you can, as fast as you can. Yeah. Same thing as building towards pro, right? Yeah. Day by day. Day by day. And it can be like a mentally challenging sport. So I've heard a lot of athletes in other sports talk about how golf as a hobby has made them a better athlete in their sport. Have you seen that at all with transitioning from golf, making you a better hockey yeah, player? Yeah, I've thought about that a little bit. As you ask that question, I, I definitely can relate, Yeah, you know, because there's a lot of frustration, you know, and it kind of, you know, when I look at hockey, it's like you have good shifts, you have bad shifts out there. You can just, you know, you're frustrated. You can just kind of, you know, go try to finish a check. You can just go to the net and, you know, try to get to a spot where the puck's going to come and figure it out. Golf's, uh, you know, you hit a bad shot, you got to go find it and, and try to figure it out from there and try to, you know, slow things down, get your shot back, your swing back. And, you know, so it, it, it's good. It's humbling. You know, it's, there's nothing like, you know, kind of first tee shot in a tournament and competitive golf. It's, it's amazing how this sport can do it to you. And, you know, some of my most nervous times are probably standing on the first tee, you know, your name's getting announced and, and you're trying to hit that ball. You more nervous in a NHL shootout or first tee of the ACC? Um, first tee. Yeah, for sure. You know, you've been playing in the shootout. So it's, but kind of the mindsets in the shootout for me, it's, it's like, all right, let's go, you know, make a good shot don't worry about what happens, like make a good shot. And I've been, you know, successful, I think for the most part in that. And, you know, I've scored a decent amount in those shootouts and, you know, first tee tomorrow morning, Friday, we'll, uh, stand up there and all this, the mindset will be like, all right, you know, don't try to worry about what's going to happen and try to execute a shot and, and go from there. Well, good luck. I, I think it's your year. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> um, last part about golf here is like one of my favorite parts about golf is the relationship building, right? And the people you meet in the game and, and can build those kind of networks. So what are some of the most exciting or like close people to you that you've met through the game of golf? I, you know, just looking at this tournament, being able to play, there was a round and they played with Rogers and stuff. It was it Curry. Um, that was a fun round. You know, the Marty Fish, Mulder, Lowe, all these guys, it's, we've got to play a lot of fun rounds out there and, and kind of, you know, we were out playing with, uh, I think it was Marty Fish, myself and Wakefield last year. And Marty asked a question about throwing the knuckleball. And if you knew if you had it in warmups or, or not, and how do you throw it, these types of things. And, uh, it is fun to hear those types of experiences and 
you know, see the grip and see how he does it. And those are the cool relationships and the things you get to build on. Yeah. And it's cool to see like it can golf brings everyone from every sport, every background together. And it's easy to kind of connect. Yeah. And we're all feeling the same out there and we're all trying to just excited to be here competing and trying to, you know, make a few birdies along the way. Exactly. Exactly. So some rapid fire here and then one final question to wrap it up, but we can do one word, one answer. You can take as long as you want. We'll dive right into it. Okay. So who's your favorite athlete growing up as a kid? Favorite athlete, Brett Hall and Tiger Woods. Yep. Favorite athlete to watch in current day sports? Um, I We don't get to see him enough, but Tiger Woods. Yep. Yeah. I agree. He's electric. It's it's great. You know, it's he makes those birdies. It's he gets rolling. Everybody, you know, you're just cheering for him. He committed to the Open Championship, so yeah. I'm, I'm excited no, for we're that. Pumped to see it. Yeah. What's the favorite club in the golf bag? Favorite club? Oh man, I gotta go sixty degree. Yeah, I love when you get a chance with a wedge in the hand. Little flop shot. Yeah, around the green. That's what I use all the time, and it's fun to get in tight and hit a good one. Who's your favorite music artist? Um, music artist. I, I spent a lot of time listening to country music and I, I loved Kenny's old stuff. Me too. I'm Kenny Chesney old yeah, stuff. That's yeah. my pick. It, it's, it's good stuff. He's the best. What's the best place you've ever traveled? Best place? Probably Hawaii. It's, well, you know, when we were in San Jose out there, it was, we tried to get out there whenever we could, you know, so made it out there a few times and it was, it was always perfect out there. What's your biggest fear? Biggest fear? Um, I'm spiders. Yeah, spiders, snakes. You know, I I do not like snakes. Yeah. I, I I really don't. It's it's a weird. I've grabbed them a couple times, and but just like it, it's something when you look at them, you don't know how they're moving. You, you know, they don't really know if they're going to strike or not. And uh, I I could go without those. Last rapid fire. What is one word that best describes you? Passionate. I think. Well, thank you for the time today. We're going to finish up with our final question of the day, the Roback question of the day. So use Torch20 for 20% off your first order at Roback.com. Roback's all we wear. It's the best feel, best fit. I got the performance hoodie on. It's a game changer. You'll be rocking some Roback at the ACC this summer and on the course other places. Um, But yeah, so head to Roback.com, Torch20 for 20% off and get your order today. So last question, what is one piece of advice that you could pass along to the next generation that you've learned throughout your journey to help them accomplish their dreams in everyday life? be a good person and have fun with it and put the work in i mean just get out there have fun work and and see where it takes you absolutely man well i appreciate the time and uh go crush it this week awesome thanks for having me yep thank you for listening to another episode of pass the torch paz is one of the greatest americans to ever lace up the skates and we are happy to call him our co-founder here at torch bro I really hope you were able to learn a thing or two from Paz about his journey to the NHL and maybe apply that to your own lives. Now remember, like this podcast, share it with friends, subscribe wherever you are listening. This is only the beginning for Pass the Torch. If you want to see our faces, head to Torch Bros YouTube channel for the full video and in-person podcast that we did out in Lake Tahoe. And speaking of NHL legends, today's episode is brought to you by War Road. TJ Oshie's apparel company is taking over the game of hockey. Stars across the NHL are repping War Road, whether it's their on-the-ice gear, their performance hoodies and joggers, and even on the golf course with their polos and shorts, War Road is the brand for you. Head to warroad.com, grab your gear today, and start dressing like the stars. Thanks again for stopping by and listening to today's show. We will see you next week as another star from the world of sports joins the podcast. Let's go.